My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Star Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm Josh. And I'm Jack. And this is Jack's like debut in podcasting. Jack, how are how how excited are you right now? I am honored, excited, uh, cautiously optimistic. I think this is going to be really great. Dude, hell yeah, man! So we are we are going to be breaking down the trailer for the new game, uh, Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars Outlaws. From what we saw in the trailer, it uh, they are saying it's the first open world game. I'm that kind of hurts because you've got the Knights of the Old Republic and 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 all those other games. And then the to me the Jedi games kind of feel open world. But how do we feel about this being like the first open world game for Star Wars? The Jedi games have an asterisk by open world. I, I wouldn't say that they're not, but I yeah. definitely see there's an asterisk by him. Yeah. Yeah. Josh? No, I uh if if they're gonna go out and say that they're the first open world, I think they have a lot to prove in what their open world provides to the player. Uh right. especially in this seedy underbelly of Star Wars, they have a lot that they can play with. And so I'm interested to see how open uh this open world is and how dense it is. You know, I don't want it to be, you know, 10 minutes of driving across desert and then you finally go to a town. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that they warrant this first open world type discussion. And Maka, no, we do not know if it's multiplayer. Uh, no. All we have is the cinematic trailer. We don't even know if it's uh, like third person perspective, FPS, like exploratory, the style of gameplay. It's just a story trailer. Right, and tomorrow it sounds like they'll actually be dropping some gameplay for the actual game. Uh, and that's something that I was waiting to make my full decision on the game. Uh, because sometimes you watch trailers and you're like, oh my gosh, that's great. And then you play the game and you're like, oh, the trailer was kind of misleading. So I am excited to see the gameplay. Uh, for context of the game, uh, here is a description. Uh, so about this game, it says experience quotations, the first open star Wars world, uh, game set between the events of the empire strikes back and return of the Jedi explore distinct planets across the galaxy. Uh, uh, it, it explored distinct planets across the galaxy, both iconic and new risky at all as Kay Vess, an emerging scoundrel seeking freedom and the means to start a new life. Along with her companion, Nyx, fight, steal, and outwit your way through the galaxy's crime syndicates as you join the galaxy's most wanted. How do we feel about that? I really hope we see Kira with the talk of syndicates. And I know okay. that in we've, we've had comics that have been in this time period about something very similar that we think this game is about. We can talk about that later, but I know Kira had a large part in those stories, and I'm with the focus on syndicates being mentioned both in the description and by name in the trailer. Uh, I think seeing Crimson Dawn would be very, very interesting. 
I, w- I would agree with that. To, to be honest, I think I would probably, so to piggyback off that, I would say I agree. But whenever they quote anything and they see that you, and they say, you know, you'll see both old and new things. I feel like a lot of the Star Wars games previous to this one have definitely, they've had new elements to them, but they rely a lot on like what people would consider like the cameos of like known characters, whether it's Boba Fett or Luke Skywalker or any of the characters from like some of the like major movies. And they sort of rely on those to be like the cool moments that keep you like progressing through the game. So I almost hope they rely more on the latter half of both the new stuff and, you know, have some of the classic things sprinkled in there. But I'm definitely excited just for new things, especially in, like you said, in a time period that's already known and like, we have hints to what is going on during this time and characters that are out and about. I think yeah. it could be easy to sort of like rely on just, well, we can't think of a creative thing to do. So we're going to, you know, pull from other inspirations that we already know are going on now. I kind of would hope that they challenge themselves and give us some new stuff that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and again, just kind of going into, um, into Star Wars next year, you've also got four, um, four projects as well because you've got Andor, you've got uh, Acolyte, Tales of the Jedi, and then there's one more. Help me out, Josh. Dude, I don't know the slate. I try and keep away from that stuff. <laughs> um, oh yeah, uh, and and then you have season three of the Bad Batch. Yeah, you have final season, season of the Bad right. Batch. Yeah, yeah. So just adding to. Uh, to the slate of Star Wars next year, sounds like it will also be a decently big year for Star Wars, except without Star Wars Celebration, uh, which is sad, but that's totally fine. Uh, but without further ado, let's dive into this trailer. Pull it up here. All right. So first, uh, first start off, Massive Entertainment, uh, Ubisoft Studios. So we know this isn't the FPS game that Respawn's working on that I'm Kind of fingers crossed, hoping is a commando game. We know it's inspired by Dark Forces, but I mean, that's completely besides the point. Uh, we opened this huge and sprawling space battle. I think this is a good place to leave it for a little bit. What were your guys' initial thoughts when seeing this? Because for me, I was like, I, I feel like I've seen this trailer before. It looks like a Star Wars Squadrons trailer. Yeah, I thought that too. Uh, Jack, did you play Squadrons or no? I did. Uh, very little, though. Not that much. Yeah. But I, it definitely gave off, I mean, it even kind of reminded me of, like, the space battles that you see in Battlefront 2 once they, like, started to give, you know, the, the new Battlefront games. It kind of gave off a lot of a lot of the same, like, feelings that getting to play those gave off, um, which I wouldn't necessarily say is a bad thing. I think those were a lot of fun. Um, but the trailer itself, like just opening right off the bat, like it looks beautiful, even though it's just a cinematic trailer. Like it definitely, it had me right off the bat with how it looks. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't think I expected it to take place during the galactic civil war. I think that threw me off uh, because with just all the new projects coming out, I kind of felt like it maybe would take place during the high Republic or, or just something in, in the lines of there. So going back to the galactic civil war, totally fine with, and, and just during this period of the original trilogy, there are some stories, but not that many stories that have been explored between the events of empire and return of the Jedi. So I think this is also going to be a very interesting time period. And, and then also as Josh mentioned before, 
it does uh w- w- which there will be a shot which will definitely break down we do see han solo and carbonite and we do see java so uh that's also going to be very um interesting and in how that will kind of fall into the game but yeah absolutely and uh we can see uh, some of the models do look very similar to previous things that ea have done uh however like the stormtrooper model that's different than what they use for the battlefront 2 cinematic so they're updating and still working on how these things look i mean this this design looks very rogue one to me very very rogue one it doesn't look i was expecting a return of the jedi styled stormtrooper still in their cinematic so it's kind of nice to see a more streamlined design chosen that jumps a lot okay so Jumping ahead, we get conversation of how the syndicates rule, and of course, jumping straight syndicate. into the pikes. And we haven't seen this design here since no. Solo, with the kind of flat, rectangular prism helmets as like the the worker bees almost of yeah. the Pike Syndicate. So, as a huge fan of Solo, I know those those amazing for me to see. I'm very very yes. happy with that. I think we should make that very clear that Josh is a big fan of Solo um, yeah. because of he has his own uh, like his own Solo costume uh, uh, approved for the Rebel Legion, and I think we were talking about how um, on how they might bring Alden back for the new Dave Filoni movie too. Um, possibly, I possibly. I think that that got switched around. The lines yeah. got crossed. And I think that's for Lando, but that's besides oh, okay. the point. But okay. yeah, no. So the Pike helmets here, we have the Solo Pike helmet design. We don't have the Book of Boba Fett Pike helmet design, mm-hmm. which I really, really liked as well. I think that they look a lot better. Um, Jack, how uh, how do you like the Pike Pike design or the Pike kind of universe in general? Especially since this might hint to a return to Kessel. Uh, I'm all for it. I would say I'm with you in terms of anything Solo related. I was a big fan of. I liked it. Um, so that's one thing that I am excited about when I found out that it's during this time period. Um, and in terms of like seeing the old versus new, this is the type of old stuff that I'm all like, I'm all for seeing some of this. Cause I think it, it, there's still a lot of story to tell and a lot of room to explore with this without it feeling like you're just getting like a lot of fan service kind of thrown at you. Um, so I like it. I think it's going to be really exciting to see what they do with it. I'm curious how much of this is actually going to be tied into the storyline of the game and how much they're put sort of putting in the trailers early on to rope people in. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I know having, uh, you know, the same people that made The Division, there was a lot of stuff in those games that, like, going into it, people were looking forward to. And then once the game actually released, you're like, okay, well, that never happened. So I, I take it all with a grain of salt, but off the bat looking at this hypothetically that actually will be tied into the story i'm all for it absolutely i'm i i'm kind of trying to look at this trailer as a like yes you know these characters if they're here it gives an idea of the world that we're walking into but also i'm trying to look at it uh artistically like what is their vision for the locations that they chose to display here yeah that shows into how their set direction how their uh their visual interpretation of this world and that almost certainly will be carried over into the game in some way because it's the same team behind it visually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We also uh, have the, uh, the chance that we might see characters from the original trilogy uh, during this game. So I could, I I could see us possibly uh, running into, you know, Bosk, Dengar, Boba Fett, do you guys think that 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 might happen? Because it's during that period of where the Empire is at its peak. 
They are they are very powerful. And then this is also a game about the underworld. So mm-hmm. seeing these bounty hunters is a big possibility. Do you think we will, or do you think we'll have a chance to play as some of these characters too? I mean, this time, the time in this universe, I've long wanted to have something between a new hope or empire empire and return of the Jedi, because the times between those films is so volatile and it's, it feels like it's almost never touched, especially this period, the ESB, the ROTJ. I mean, the empire just had a huge win against the rebellion. The rebellion is truly from a visual perspective. If people were aware of them before, they're probably almost gone and they're just, you know, licking their wounds, trying to heal up and get ready yeah. We know in Return of the Jedi, it was, you know, they probably had a few attempts to get Han back, but that's their first big move was trying to get Han Solo back before they ever did anything against the Empire. Ever did anything against the Empire. So I think this story has a very interesting opportunity to have a world where the Empire is truly at its most oppressive because there is no rebellion trying to fight against it in small victories because the organized rebellion is as far as most people know, gone at this point. They've lost. Yeah. So I think this yeah. this world and this this area has a lot of interesting ways that they can go, especially bringing in characters and not bringing in rebellion characters. I think uh, bounty hunters, of course, are a very easy bring in, and I hope yes. if they are brought in. They are brought in with respect. Absolutely, Jack. How do we feel? <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with everything Josh said. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'm going to sound like a broken record, but. I, I love whenever they bring in the classic characters. Um, you know, anytime you get to see like one of your favorites from the original trilogy, it always brings that nostalgia. It always, you know, kind of takes you back to being like, you know, that kid again, seeing them on the screen for the first time and just being like obsessed with them. Uh, you know, Boba Fett's like the popular one, but any of the bounty hunters are such cool characters because a lot of them, you'll see them in little bits and pieces, but you really don't get a backstory to them. You really don't get you know, a whole lot more other than sort of a glance in the background of a dark crowded room or, you know, sort of a really eerie scene of that character. And I think in a lot of ways, what we kind of saw with Boba Fett is like, that is the appeal to those characters is sort of that mystery and that unknown. Um, so I'd be okay if, if they were included in the game in some respect, but I think also kind of like Josh said, doing it tastefully and not just trying to add characters in for the sake of, just trying to give people something to get excited about and not overdoing it with the fan service. Cause I think yes. part of what, part of what makes those characters so fun and exciting is you don't really know much about them. You don't know what they were doing during this time period. Um, I can certainly say that like me personally with, uh, with Jedi, like fallen order, I don't, I don't like whenever they make you fight against some of the classic characters because in any video game, as you're playing the protagonist, you're more than likely going to win or going to beat the crap out of that character in some way, shape or form. And I feel like it definitely takes away from that character's like image. If now all of a sudden you just get to beat the heck out of Darth Vader for 20 minutes in a video game. I mean, part of why those characters are so cool is because they're unbeatable. I mean, like no one stands a chance against them. So I think for me personally, I'd be cool if they made like some type of appearance in the game, but I would rather them go a different route and, maybe show us some something new that we haven't seen yet. And I think during this time period is the perfect place to do it. I think it's why everyone loves Andor so much, why everyone really loved Rogue One. Um, I think just this whole time period in Star Wars has sort of sort of like when one style of jeans goes out of, you know, out of popularity and then a couple, you know, decades down the road, people bring it back. 
that's what we're in right now. Like the original trilogy, I think like it is everyone's favorite time right now to explore and see sort of a, us get to use modern technology to be able to explore that time. I think it's a lot of fun and I think it's what people want to see the most of. I, I couldn't agree more. There is a whole, a whole roster of characters that they could use. And I definitely agree where if they do bring someone in, I don't want that to be like the main focus. Like, um, I just, I just want them to show up and you're like, Oh, they're there. That's great. But I, I don't want them to take the focus away from like the actual story, kind of like how in the show, the, the, the book of Boba Fett of where we have the, where we have Mando show up and then he kind of just stole like the last three episodes and we were all just like, Oh, okay. I thought this was the book of Boba Fett, but fine. Totally fine. I think one character, uh, yeah. Mando season 2.5. Is that what you're referring yes. to? Yes. So I, I think one character that I really would love to see when, and don't and, even say it. I, I wasn't going to say Max Rebo, but okay. now that you were thinking it, I really would love Max Rebo, but I think one I'm character... On board for it. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. I think one character that I think they should pull out of retirement from Legends is Dash Rendar. Uh, for those who don't know who Dash Rendar is, he is a smuggler. Um, he's very similar to Han Solo. He has a ship called the Outrider. Uh, and he was first introduced in the game uh, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, and actually took place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So I think that would be a great character to bring in in, into this game, Star Wars Outlaws, because he is an outlaw. He is a smuggler, and that would be great to pull him out of retirement and put him in this game uh, because he's such a cool character. I I love that guy. So it, it would be great to take him out of Legends and put him into canon. And last note on this, uh, bringing characters back before we move a little bit up yeah. in the trailer. Uh, one really important thing about designing anything, a product, uh, media, anything at all, is if it's entirely new, it scares people. That's a big thing is you can't have something entirely yeah. new. You need to bring some things over so they have something recognizable. I mean, like if I created a water bottle and it looked nothing like a water bottle, you're like, oh, I I just use a regular water bottle. That works. But you need to have <laughs> some things that people go, I can see. I know what that is. I understand right. that. I can see what's new about it. So it's very, it's very, it's a difficult line to cross without going into pandering or without going into just feeling like it's entirely disconnected to where people just aren't interested in it because of that fact. So right. it's very, it's a hard line to find. And I'm hopeful that they're able to find it and cross it well. Cause in a video game, you know, you could have, you have a lot more opportunities than just boss battles. You can have like, they could be competitors, you know, how cool would it be if you're like in a time trial of trying to take, you know, a gem from a bank or something. Like it's a very general thing. That's probably not going to happen. But anyway, like you're trying to take a gem from a bank and you're trying to be, do it before Bosk does say, you know, Bosk isn't a boss, but not fighting Bosk, but it's a competition where you see how your player goes about it and how Bosk goes about it. You still get beautiful character development, yeah, but it doesn't, yeah invalidate that character so there's a couple different ways to go about it i'm interested to see how it goes if it happens absolutely but absolutely. jumping ahead just a little bit we get this quick shot and i'm pretty sure everyone saw it immediately went that's harrison ford that's han solo and carbonite <laughs> dude I that's indiana I jones i don't know what you're talking about and then we pan back to twin sons of tatooine a beautiful side shot just of silhouettes we got Gamorian guards and of course we have jabba the hut 
escorting Han Solo, presumably, to his palace on Tatooine. So with the promise of returning to old planets, I know, Colin, you must be so stoked about the idea of returning to Tatooine. Okay, so I think you're confusing someone because I actually like going to Tatooine. I uh, the person that hates uh, them going back to Tatooine constantly is Brooke. Uh, oh because, no, I know you like Tatooine. Yeah, I know. I love Tatooine, and if there's Jabba, we know there's a small blue guy just waiting to to. Uh, All right, so make if we continue comeback. in the trailer, <laughs> <laughs> we get uh, an interesting reflective shot. This I almost thought. This is like a very xenomorph inspired. Oh, okay. This kind of glossy mask where it's, uh, you know, we see the face. It almost looks, uh, I mean, it looks exactly what they're about to chop down. It's like a nine nubs. Uh, I believe his type. species is a, a Celestian. A, yes. Yeah, Celestian. So we got a Celestian. We have some form of maybe a hand of a syndicate since during this trailer, they're directly mentioning how the syndicates rule the, uh, yeah, yeah. rule the galaxy at the time. But, and I mean, this is like the end of a moisture evaporator here. I mean, we could go into many itty bitty details. <laughs> I saw this and I got a lot of memories to the Vandor heist. Uh, back oh in yeah. Solo. Yeah. Yep. This very similar skyscape and light box. So very, very interesting. Any notes on the before we get to the title crawl and we actually meet our the character that will play us during this game from you guys? No, I mean, I am, I'm just excited, man. Like, I just love when they add new stuff to the canon. As most people know, I am a canon guy, so I love when they add more. I would have uh, never guessed that, Colin. Yeah, <laughs> I love when they add uh, more lore to the Star Wars universe. Be. Uh, because sometimes people forget that it that it goes beyond the Skywalker saga and that there's so many different stories and so many characters. And in this trailer alone, we we have so much more content added with no context. And I and, and I love it. So let's keep yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did a great job before they even get to like the main character and the title card and all that, like you said earlier, Josh giving people that sense of like, this is new and exciting, but then comforting them with like, this is still Star Wars. Like this is still everything you've known to love and adore. And like, it is still that world giving you some of those like familiar characters and familiar little background pieces here and there. I think they did such a good job of getting people to like, at least I know for me, the first time I watched it, I, before like the first 30 seconds of this trailer, I was glued to my phone. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm getting this game immediately. I mean, they did such a good job of that, I think. Absolutely. And of course, Lucasfilm Games, I can't see that logo without mourning LucasArts for a little bit. But yeah. we jump ahead and then we get, I mean, just a beautiful shot. I, I, It's hard to comment too much without just being in love. I mean, it's all aliens. There's not a human head in this so, shot. So correct me if I'm wrong, but that two-headed species right there was seen in Solo. Uh, it was seen in the solo. He was, I knew it. Okay. he was seen in the solo. He was also seen in a new hope if I'm correctly yeah. remembering. Okay. Um, but yes. So, I mean, beautiful shot. I mean, this is the lighting style that everyone loves of star Wars. You know, we have the outlaws, the, the deep, the seedy, the dirty. Uh, yeah. that's what, I mean, everyone fell in love with the Moss Eisley Cantina when we saw yeah. episode four. And so continuing that, especially with this beautiful area, I couldn't be happier. The vents almost look sail bargy okay 
but I don't. I think that's just again an idea of bringing in something familiar, yeah, uh, as opposed to being on the sail barge. And uh, yeah, so this is our our titular character. Colin, can you remember the folks at home what her name is? Uh, yes, her name is. Uh, her name is Kay Vess. Kay Vess. Yeah. Uh, sticking with the very short first and last name tradition that Star Wars has. Uh, playing Sabak. Yeah. Playing Sabak and showing that she's quite proficient in Sabak as well. I mean, this is just classic Star Wars. I feel like there's a lot of solo callbacks in this trailer alone. And I think that's great because I think that film and this is something we ever talked about, but I think this, I, I, I think that film gets a lot of unnecessary hate because that film does show a lot of stuff happening in the underworld of, of Star Wars on, on, on the big screen. And that's great. And there's games that, like for example 1313 that never got off the ground that was also going to show the underworld and the fact that we are going to be focusing on that era of star wars is fantastic and the and i really hope that we get to play sabak in the game i think that would be really 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 cool uh and something hinted at um uh something that a lot of people uh that are that are talking about right now is that they haven't said if if there is going to be a customization option or not, I know, I know when I play games, I like to have the customization option because then I can see myself in like uh, myself as the player um, uh, in, in the character. And I know they hinted at, uh, I think someone said that there's a chance they might have the option of what they do in Assassin's Creed of where you can go back and forth to the type of character that you want to be. I don't know if they would do that because it sounds like they're kind of sticking to like a canon like timeline. So yeah, I don't I, know if they're going to give us that option. Right now it feels very, very canon. And yeah. I know at the, at, when I first saw this call we talked about it and uh, I agreed with you. I, I kind of, I like seeing myself in this story, but had some time. I talked to a uh, friend of mine, Viva Fett on Instagram and uh, he brought up a great point that, you know, by if they do stick with the singular character, so many resources get to get put into other areas of the game uh optimization things that have been sorely missed from uh, modern game releases you know it could be that some funds are able to be put into that area of the game and that to me is much more important than being able to put a mullet and a handlebar on the character (laughs) true colin's heard colin's heard my rant on uh the customization in the jedi games long enough but basically, I would just say I agree. I think they get too distracted by trying to find ways to customize a character and little things like, you know, the aesthetics of the character or their wardrobe or color of your lightsaber. I think it, it's all fun, but it's stuff that, like, you can put that energy in other aspects of the game and make it yeah. so much better of a story rather than just worrying about, like, you know, basically playing, you know, just sims and star wars like i, I think people yeah. want a good story rather than just wanting a character that they can make look like them and run around an open world star wars right i think the first thing that pops in my head when i think of an open world game i think of gta red dead redemption and i loved the aspect of just customizing your own character be because i understand that it's not like sims and 
uh, and you're not like going around and building your own house and everything. But as a Star Wars fan, I think one of the biggest dreams like for us is putting ourselves into the world of Star Wars. And there's a few uh, there's a few options of that for us right now. There is uh, there is Galaxy's Edge. Um, there is I uh, there's Knights of the Old Republic. Stuff like that, honestly, is great because you know. I know everyone wants to fly the ship like and, and go into hyperspace and all that stuff. But when you get to customize your character and all that, you're putting yourself more into the story. And then um, because not everyone gets to be in a Star Wars movie, not everyone gets to be in a Star Wars show. So the fact that they didn't have the customization option, for example, for the new Lego Star Wars game, that kind of bummed me out because they had customization for the old uh, for the old Lego games. So hopefully we'll find out tomorrow when they do drop the when they do drop the gameplay that maybe they might have that option and maybe they were just misleading us with this trailer, but who knows? Yeah. I do think that by having a face character, the overall desire from people is to have more customization. If the character is yeah. helmeted, that one is almost completely gone. I mean, Republic yes. Commando, the Halo series specifically, absolutely. Like especially in a campaign format, if a hel- if a character's helmeted. People really don't care about right. like putting them in a pink poncho, but <laughs> right, yeah. when they have a face, they that that desire becomes much more prevalent, and I can see that here. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's sides to every argument, and we'll see kind of where that progresses, like you said. And we have an introduction to Kay's little creature, and we don't know the name of it. It looks very interesting because it's scaled, but also it's furry. It's like a, it's like a furry, scaly axolotl thing. Yeah. And uh, as a thing, it's very thingy. (laughs) Which I I will say right off the bat, I was super excited that they decided to use like a living creature as sort of the humorous sidekick, uh, like the, you know, the cute, adorable sidekick in this one, because not that, of course, no discrimination toward droids whatsoever. It sounds Um, like you're about to discriminate against droids. (laughs) They have definitely used the like, the humorous droid sidekick way too much. Um, and I think it's why when I got to the Jedi games and like with BD one, I sort of just, I had no connection to that character whatsoever. And I know some people like they've come out with little BD one, you know, the Lego sets and everything. So there are, there is a group of people that still love that character. And I think it is, it's successful for those games, but I'm glad that they're expanding their reach into like new creatures in the star Wars universe. Because I think beyond just seeing, like like you said, Josh, it was great to see a cantina full of, like, not a human in sight. Like, it's all creatures from different, like, you know, different beings from other planets. And, like, that is where I think Star Wars can really pull from a lot of its, you know, it has so many resources to pull from and so many different characters and different things it can explore. And to see a sidekick that's not a droid for once, I was like, okay, that's a breath of fresh air. I, yeah. I already, I think it's adorable. I think it's going to be a cute character. And I already like just in the trailer alone. I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna like that sidekick way better in this game than than I prefer having like a droid follow me around all game. Yeah, I, I see. I don't mind the droids like of of just having them as companions, but it's nice when they change things up. So having a creature instead of a droid is a nice twist uh, yeah. to the to the Star Wars tra- tradition. I'm really curious on how they're going to bring that forward because the reason why that they had a droid 
um, as why they have droids as companions, like in the games and, and then in the shows and movies and everything is because of the droids bring something to the table. They like actually um, they actually uh, help during missions and, and they do different things for it. Where we're in, in this trailer and scene right now that we're watching, it has um, the of, of during the Sabat game, the creature kind of goes up and kind of spies on the people's cards. So maybe that might be a trick or something that it does. But that's why they normally do droids, because they bring something to help the character. Well, to be yeah. fair, they bring something to the character because the game is built. So the droid gives something it's it's right. built around the player's abilities. So this world we built around this player's ability with a furry creature as their companion. And to be completely honest as well, this game competes with Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Like that is just it is the same universe. It is a very similar like this is open world, that was open world asterisk. If they People had another them in some yeah. way, yeah. If they yeah. had another character with a small droid companion, it would feel like you're just playing as a non-force using Cal Kestis in this game as well. So they needed yeah, to agree. make that change to have a differentiator between these two game quote unquote franchises. This is a single one, but the yeah. point still stands. No, I I, and I, I think agree. to your point, Colin, they could do a lot of good things. I don't know if when they say the just the the trailer description. I don't know if when they talk about uh, Kay's friend Nix, I'm assuming that's the furry creature, but I don't know who Nix is necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's just say if that is its same, if it is Nix, I could see them gameplay wise tying it into being able to, like, if you are in the underworld of Star Wars, being able to like pickpocket other characters, um, you know, distract characters while you go off. Like, I could see it still being used in a gameplay way, very useful in the yeah. game and like very creatively um because i think the whole like having your droid go and like hack into something like it's fun but it's just been done before and so i think right. this will be a nice fresh take on like it's still star wars but it's something totally different than the, the droid sidekick so from the actual um poster and later in the trailer we actually see that they do have a companion that's not the creature and that's a droid commando so that yeah. might be the yeah and let, let's save that right to there. talk about near the end yeah. of the trailer when we first see it because there's uh there's some interesting implications of where that could go right and uh, something yeah. else as well just super super quick is that in some games like uh lord of the rings uh war in the north you had the option of jumping from different classes right so you could be a dwarf you could be a ranger and then you could be an elf so maybe that might also um, if they end up doing that in this game, which is kind of hinted at because of you see her meet a different person, which we'll see later, that uh, th where that might be the indication where, hey, you have the um, option to be K, but you also have the option to be this person and this person. So then you're not the same character the entire time. Because, again, this is open world. And they also did that in, in GTA as well, of where you weren't the same person during the campaign. So if it is something like that, that would be very, very cool as well. And then that would be a way to stay kind of like in the canon, like, you know, timeline. Yep. I want to just take a quick, quick comment before we jump forward. I love this, this set design. I especially love the second that that, this door opens right there. Yeah. We, it's the classic, classic Star Wars way, especially it's very, uh, for Yipso. Again, it's a solo comparison, but 
you know, to get down into this bar, this seedy area, you physically need to walk down steps. You are going down into the underbelly of this galaxy when you enter this bar. And it's a great, very easy visual identifier to, you know, give more flavor into this locale. Yeah. And I saw this and I saw the height difference. I was like, that's not enough to be hot and chewy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and we jump, we see, you know, this, she obviously has a bounty on her head. Bounty pucks being very, very commonly used ever since Mando season one dropped. Yeah. Grabs some credits. And then her little, little friend bites down laser blast careens around and starts a bar fight. I hope that ends up being an actual option that you're able to do where, where like you, you like you just walk in. You're like, you know what? I just want to start a bar fight. And you punch someone and then you can actually have like a real like I think I I think be, that would be hilarious. That'd be very Red Dead-esque. Yes. Because like being able to go to the different like saloons and stuff and like yep. sit down and play poker. And then if you're not doing well, just get up and start firing away. Like, yep, it's very... Yeah, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about it later, but the whole like the whole idea in games of like you need to choose your path of like how much are you gonna be sort of a good person and like your moral meter of like are you gonna be good or are you gonna stray more toward like the more gritty side of like, you know, your character's morales. I'm interested to see if that plays a role in this game at all as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I think uh that'd be very interesting. There's so many ways since we don't have any any clue of the gameplay. Uh, there's so many different ways this game can go. So uh, it's there's a lot of promise so far. But we jump through. I mean, we have what looks like pod racer parts, at least giant engines, and then a bike that has a very retro, uh, like almost cafe racer style. Yeah. On the back, which that was very very neat to see. And she starts. Uh, she starts driving off, and we uh, we already start this. Wow. That reminds the me. The itself is yeah. just beautiful. We have so many ideas of set direction that they've chosen for this area. And yes, it's cinematic. It's not like in-engine. But like this, to me, shows that the team behind this game really understands and has a love for creating these CD Star Wars-esque locations for us to go around in. That I'd definitely like to... reminds me of Dock and Bay 7. No, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Be... Because I just saw that, I was like that. Like, like the first thing that popped in my head was was Doc and Bay Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Colin. I also like it. It feels a little more. I don't know if I'd say like rural, but it's not. It's it's not your typical like. Oh, we're in like a a place that's in you know. I think a lot of times with like the syndicates and with with that whole side of Star Wars, a lot of it takes place in very like overly occupied cityscapes and i like that right right off the bat this feels like it's very like sort of out in the unknown regions of like it does not feel like your typical like coruscant like just like that type of planet it feels very much like it gives off like western vibes to it and i feel like anytime you're going to do an outlaw game it's got to have those vibes of like you can't be just caught up in these overly populated areas too much so i like that already like you said josh the tone of this whole trailer has a lot of that going for it and i'm a mm. big fan of that Absolutely. And I, I, along with that, the having those like smaller Western vibes, I love how this game didn't just go straight like Sorgan, like in Mandit, when it was, you know, like wooden huts everywhere in a very, yeah. very low area. Like this, this place obviously still has lights, has so much giving it flavor and texture, but not so much that it feels overpopulated or under. It's, it's, it's a great amount for a town. Yeah. Yeah. They did a very good job with that. 
So we get some uh, some glory shots, you know, of uh, our little furry companion, and she I love this drives shot right out here, into the oh, sunset. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a great locale. I mean, the planets in Star Wars really just define atmosphere, right? Like no planet has more than one environment type. It really is just giving that, and this one here is, I mean, it's a perfect mix of that Western feel, the deserts. We have like the Mesa style rock. Uh, and we also have a little bit of green poking out in a lot of areas. So it's a, I think it's a great idea and a, a great locale type to avoid just being a standardized desert planet again. So I'm not going to lie. It does look uh, I the, of, of, of just the plane and, and just like everything in general, it does look like Batu. probably not, but I would love for an option to actually go to Batu because of just even having Black Spire Outpost in a way in the game or just like just in any Star Wars media in general to me would be very exciting. And I think that would also get more people uh, actually going to Galaxy's Edge, in my opinion. I think uh, mentioning it is safe, but I think the one thing for me that would hold, if I was developing this game, that would hold me back from having players explore a virtual Batu is that dates the game immediately. Like if there are any changes in Batu's design, if they choose to add anything or take things yeah. away uh, with Star Cruiser closing, that whole area that Star Cruiser members come yeah. through, that can be repurposed into like an armory or something. True. Um, so I think by having a virtual Batu, it can really date the game. And if there are changes down the line in Batu, they can be very detrimental to how this game feels. That's yeah, true. I think with how much they've already talked about, they want to bring that whole story and that whole planet into like star wars mainstream media i think if they're going to do that which i believe they will at some point i would be surprised if their first mention or first version of that is in a video game not at all to hit you know to say video games aren't a great you know great form of media i personally i'm a huge video game like lover and admirer but i think knowing disney and knowing lucasfilm i think that they would save that for either one of the mainstream movies yeah, or one of the Disney plus shows. Yeah. We, I, we did have a lot of Batu in solo. We had a reference yeah. to Doc Ondar, Black Spire, uh, yep. had yeah. a lot of direct mentions and re mentions and references brought out about that, which True. is very, very nice. Yeah. yeah. But so. I think that first time they ever show you actually like walk the marketplace of Black Spire outpost, like mm -hmm. in a star Wars, whatever, I feel like it's not going to be a video game. It's got to yeah, be something. I know. That, it, that in Disney's mind has more weight to it, even though I think, you know, the game is a perfect place to explore that. I just, yeah. I don't think that this is going to be the first time they're going to do that. I just think it is more of a pipe dream. I still think it, 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 it would be cool, but I think you're right. I think they would definitely have it in a setting. Cause I could see of, of, of just of having Grogu and Mando on a mission. And they're like, Hey, let's get more, fuel for the ship and you know let's walk around but yeah but um but yeah so i love these shots of her running through the street because that also again hints at of more of the open world-esque of what we'll be able to do and i guarantee there'll be side quests and stuff like that oh yeah i i know that this isn't like this isn't a phys physical film capture this is you know rendered this isn't like, you know, they didn't use an actual camera lens for this, but I love how dirty the quote unquote lens that they chose for this. I mean, look at the edges of the frame. Look how disgusting that is. You can't even barely make out what it actually is. The only focus 
is really right on her eye. Everything else just slowly fades away, and it gives a very, very, very good way of a visual, dirty, disgusting underbelly without having to dive too deep into everything. It's just a great visual choice, in my opinion. I think a lot of the running scenes, I don't know if either of you felt this, I felt a weird sense of like, as they were exploring some of some of the landscapes, it almost gave me like a cyberpunk, like meet Star Wars sort of tone. Yeah. Uh, which I'm curious how much, obviously the two are two completely different things. And I think they will be, you know, Star Wars is nothing compares to it, but I feel like in the way that cyberpunk sort of had you as this like rogue, you know, characters sort of going through all of these different, like, you know, mobs and gangs and like, it almost gives that feel to it. Again, it's way too early on to tell like what exactly you'll be going through the storyline of it, but it definitely gave me a, like a sense of the same thing I saw when early footage and stuff of cyberpunk was getting released. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the world war two gas mask. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no. So a lot of running scenes, and uh, it's great to establish the world style that we're in, the different planets that we'll see. This is obviously a larger planet, but I like the uh, the lighting choice. It's, I mean, this is cinematic, so it's probably not going to be like that in game. But uh, you know, all the light that illuminates every single shot here—it's all natural light. There isn't like you know an artificial general haze given to everything everything that's lit up is directly from light sources that we can visually see yeah. great choice so jump around we have this beautiful interior shot it's a very interesting cave, interesting yeah. cave yeah that then, gave me colin you're not gonna like this at all uh, but when i first saw that it gave me yeah do you know, know what i'm gonna say yes i know <laughs> Definitely gave me vibes of uh, something in episode eight that we saw. Great, yeah, great. Yeah, I, I, so, so I thought that too, but it doesn't look more of because in the last Jedi of that planet, that's more of uh, of crystals, and this cave right here looks more like yeah. glass. I agree. Yeah. No. Yeah. Af- after watching it again, I, I, there's definitely that's not what it is. But yeah. I, I had to laugh thinking of you uh, <laughs> the first time I saw it. And I thought, I bet he's gonna love it if they tie in that in any way. Uh, I actually so one of my favorite maps on Star Wars on on EA's Star Wars Battlefront Two is Crate um, of map. the giant. Walker assault map. I love that map. I th- I I, th- I think that's great of, of where you're running and if you have the ski speeders coming on through, like the salt kind of like comes up out of the ground and blinds you, and you have no idea what's going on. So I I actually like that map. That is one of my favorite maps that has ever been put in a game, in my opinion. Yeah. High praise. And then, what are your guys's thoughts on the bar of dish soap? I mean, the ship that will presumably be using primarily throughout the game it's got the solo millennium falcon scheme too again a lot of different solo callbacks colin you you've heard me already say this and you're probably gonna laugh when i say it again but i just love a good spaceship that has symmetry to it and so for me as soon as i saw this i was like (laughs) 
It looks good to me. I fly in that. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, I, I like prefer this. asymmetry, but I see, I see it, it it's always one. I feel like people always lean to one side or the other. You either like like Millennium Falcon vibes, or you're an X-wing guy. And I'm just, I always love my ships to have nice symmetry to them. So, right. Although I agree when you joked and called it a bar of soap, it is very bland. Um, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe that will even be something if they, they let you customize your ship. I mean, yeah, you could go a million different ways with it. I mean, we've seen in. The Mandalorian, they're definitely not afraid to, I think sort of the old, the old Star Wars sort of like, they would never destroy a main character's ship because that's like sacred. I mean, they show with Poe's ship was blown up, Mando's ship gets blown up. Like there's, I think they've shown more and more that they're not afraid to be like, oh, this is the main character's ship. Well, we're going to destroy it. They'll get a new one later on. And I think people are less attached as they were with like the Millennium Falcon and stuff from back in the day. So I, I mean, who knows this, this could be something that is a big part of the story or it could be something that you know is very customizable or maybe it lets you save up credits and purchase a new ship in game i mean they could go yeah. a lot of different ways with it yeah i think this is a slight tangent i think that uh what you just brought up how they're almost they they much more easy to take away main character ships uh in modern star wars i think this is a departure from you know 1970s and 1980s hot rod culture you know, like back when the original yeah. Star Wars created, and George Lucas especially, you know, people loved their cars. Everything American so, graffiti, yeah. American graffiti, they're, they're yeah. sacred, they're special, they're individualistic. And nowadays, you know, everyone, like so many cars just look the same. And, uh, you yeah. know, a car isn't looked at the same way that it was just 20 years ago. And uh, despite my personal opinions on this, uh, you know, I think I, I completely agree that there's a good chance that we might get some similar treatment in this game. Yeah. Yeah, would not be surprised at all. And we jump ahead and we get an introduction. Now, I saw this side profile and I was like, is this going to be Dash? Colin, just like just like you were thinking about possibly bringing it yes. in. I was like, is this character going to be yeah. the, introduction, the canon introduction of Dash Rendar? But then they show this shot and I was like, wait, is that Kyle Katarn from, uh, from the Jedi Outcast games? Because he's got the like the same facial hair. And he's also got like the shoulder pauldron too. So that's why I was like, yeah. are they really going to introduce him? Because if he is a Jedi and he also uses a blaster as well. So that's was like, oh, interesting. But it's not because I think they call him Jalen. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but oh, yeah, we have a commando droid companion. He's Another repurposed coat. evil droid. Uh, very K2. But yeah, a trench coat wearing... BX I was gonna say the fact the fact that they gave him an outfit just made it ten times better because yeah. I just feel like it brings <laughs> a little more character to him. Yeah. Um, I just love that he turns around and he's got yeah a trench coat on. I'm yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> so so odd. Uh, yeah. So we jump around. We got more. So we got shots of her with. <laughs> I, I can't get over the fact he's wearing suit. a trench coat. I think that's what Jack's laughing about too. <laughs> Oh, I man. Whoever, very, uh, I, whatever person showed up on that Monday morning was like, guys, I've got a great idea for the droid. And then just slid across the concept art, give them a raise. Because to me, that's coat. one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's so like the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Raphael. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Slapping that's a so trench coat. I'm almost amazed he doesn't have like a wide brim hat. Yeah. With the but, fedora yes. with it. I think that I'm I would lose it. I would lose it if they gave him an option to wear a fedora <laughs> or like a Cad Bane style type hat. I would be like, this is great. It makes no sense for him to wear a hat or a trench coat, but let's go. 
totally fine with me. He gives it that Western duster jacket vibe. Yes. Yeah. We got another another chase. And of course, you know, a lot of these chase scenes in this trailer are built specifically to just show environment. It's not really yeah. showing what the gameplay could be like. But then we have this this money shot they spent a lot of time on. Uh, a lot of rendering went into this shot. But uh, yeah, how so these are all new speeder bike designs. What are you guys' opinions on on those? We have like a dual engine look back here and others as well. I'm fine with it. I, I'm cool with it. I think it looks really neat. Um, the first thing that came to mind was, again, Red Dead. And just the whole process of like finding your horse, like whether you get it from the wild or like you go buy a, a horse in one of the towns. And like I could easily see them to sort of quench the thirst of people wanting to customize in the game. Being like, we'll let you go buy a speeder. You can sort of customize it. You can modify it to make it faster, make, you know, make it better at turning, like sort of, they could do a, a hundred different ways of how you can play around with that. Um, but I hope even more so than the like galactic space travel, I hope the speeder travel is as fun as it looks in the trailer, because that's something I don't think has been explored a ton in the Star Wars games. I know in Battlefront, you can get on a speeder and that. Um, but to be honest, it's very like, to me, it's very flat gameplay. Like you don't get to see all like the dust kicking up behind you and like the maneuvering of a speeder in some of the other games isn't that dynamic. And I think this is a huge opportunity in this game for them to be like, this is a new mode of transportation we haven't explored that much in the past in gameplay and give it a really fun way of being able to make your way around the planets. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a desert planet, so we don't know. But then we jump to this shot with the rank corn. It's like, could it be Jabba's Palace? This yeah, is one hundred percent Jabba's Palace. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, one hundred percent Jabba's Palace. Okay, it's the same color Rancor. It's a giant like rock pit. We even have this. Looks like the Great right here. <laughs> I mean, Josh, you're telling me you don't keep your Rancor in a rock basement at home? I mean, where else do you put it at? Uh, you can ask uh, Hunter. That oh yeah. Question. <laughs> I saw this and I was like, Hunter. But yeah, so yeah. Rancor's you know reintroduction to classic things. We got hyperspace. We have very game layout controls. I'd like to mention. Yeah. Um, very like quick, easy to read. There's not a lot of things that look pointless. A lot of sliders. Um, so I saw this and I was like, that's very squadronsy of how they changed a ship control layout look if you get the option to uh to actually go in first person and and kind of jump from first to third person i think that would be dope as well but uh, they have to give the cockpit view of it like i want to be able to see yes things around me i uh, i think if they uh kind of do of of the uh of the amount of controls that you can actually see you push in the game squadrons Put that in here, and I think just add different elements from all the from a bunch of the new Star Wars games that have come out. So like Star Wars Battlefront Two, Squadrons, uh, the the Jedi series, just add some elements from those and put it in this game and kind of like mash it together, but then also do their own thing as well. I think that would be fantastic, uh, because just being in first person and you and you actually get into pull of the hyperspace lever, oh man, that would be sick. Like you said, Colin, about being able to put yourself in Star Wars, that's the best yeah. way to do it. I mean, 
I think that's yeah, yeah. It's almost a given. I would be shocked if they didn't incorporate that in some way. Of uh, of the of where it's third and first person. Yeah, and like okay. especially being able to fly the ship in first person, I think that that's like uh, that's sort of a. I think I think if they don't do that, that's a big miss to me because I yes. think that that's that's a great way to feel like you're. I mean, you are flying the ship, like you are the character. I agree. Yeah. And then we have some beautiful locale shots here. I mean, they beautiful, beautiful locale shots. Uh, we have this character, presumably a syndicate leader or a villain of some sort, maybe an ally. We do not know. You definitely can tell that that like he's up to something because he's wearing a cape. And most people wearing capes in the Star Wars universe are always up to something. So it's true. Book of Boba Pike yeah. design here. Yeah. Uh, with the Pike unmasked face. And then more that's a very options. interesting design yeah I, I i was gonna see like it's very like it's like yeah. a tape recorder it looks like a toaster she put a toaster <laughs> with a video camera it all has very retro vibes to me like it feels like very old school star wars and that's great because there's a lot of different things in the original trilogy that were actual like, things in our world. And then Every George Lucas items, was like, yeah. perfect. Let's use this, but let's put a scope on it. Yeah. Uh, because for Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, they actually, um, in Return of the Jedi, or was it the original Skywalker saber? It was an old camera like type rig thing. And then they just kind of, unhooked it and then took a bunch of pieces off and then he was like boom this is luke skywalker's lightsaber so i'm just doing stuff like that uh is so cool so i'm glad that they are carrying on that tradition in this game as well yeah now one thing i'm worried about uh just from this trailer and i'm on the whole i'm trying to be very cautiously optimistic with this game i'm not trying to get okay. my hopes super high up I'm not trying to get my hopes super high down like it is just it is a cinematic trailer. That's that's all it is. I'm not trying to right. look too deep into it. However, here we have a shot or a whole sequence of her flying through what appears to be a space battle against with the Rebellion and the Empire. Yes. And the thing that worries me about that is I, I really want this game, if it is going to be a scoundrel game, a deep CD underbelly game, keep her a scoundrel the whole time. I don't yes. need another convert to join the rebellion type story right in another star wars video game it, it doesn't need to be done it's done so many times before don't get right. it i really hope this is like she's trying to escape at a job and it just so happens to be the empire and the rebellion are happening to fight right or or maybe a very interesting way to put it is like the rebellion's trying to get han solo's carbonite body right now and she just stole it and so the Empire and the Rebellion are fighting. They're trying to get it, and she's just trying to make it out with her life, and she's against both of those factions. Yeah, like there's, there's ways that this can be strewed in a way that I think is beneficial for the story, but I really hope that we do not get another, oh, the Rebellion. I <laughs> yeah. used to be bad, but now I'm to be the Rebellion. Right, yeah. I am with you on that. I am tired of seeing stories like that, and I wish they did that for the Four for Stars Battlefront too, because of your playing the character on Inversio, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, you know what? I'm no longer part of the Empire. I'm joining the Rebel Alliance. And I'm like, but the point of the game was you are seeing the Empire's perspective and you keep on going, and then halfway through you're just like, ah, you know what? The war is over. I'm part of the Rebel Alliance. And I'm like, oh, man, like that was just a missed opportunity. So having them, um, just having her character stay neutral, 
100% fine with that. I would be oh, uh, okay if she didn't join the Empire, which looks like she's kind of in different shots of the trailer that she is kind of um, hiding from the Empire and a couple of stormtroopers. So that's a good sign. And then we don't see her interact with any rebels in this game either, uh, like of, of from this trailer. So that's also a good sign. So if they have her stay neutral, 100% okay with that. Jack? I think being an open world game, I, I personally going into this as the player, I would want the option of like, if, if you are going to help the, the rebel cause or if you're going to maybe even help the Empire, like I want that option as a player to be able to make that decision. I don't want to feel like I'm forced to have to help the rebels or, you know, forced yeah. to have to like do one thing or the other. Cause I think that is what the point of open world games is. And that's a big reason why I have to give the Jedi games like the asterisks by open world, because although if you want to get into terms of like, you know, functionally, yes, you can explore different areas of the game without having to do a certain thing in the story first, you can openly explore the world, which if you want to say by definition is an open world game, then it checks that box. Yeah. But for me in an open world game, I want the choice to like, I want to create the story myself and I want to be able to, if I'm feeling that day, like I want to help the empire, then I want to help them out. Or if I'm feeling like I want nothing to do with either of it. And I kind of want to explore sort of the unknown regions of the galaxy and go into other places like, I want that option, too. That way you don't feel like you're forced to have to interact with the main, like, Empire Rebel storyline. You know, because then that, to me, is what makes the game long-lasting. Like you said, you know, you brought up GTA a couple times. You know, I don't think GTA Five is, by any means, one of the greatest games of all time. Right. But yeah. I do think what's made it last over, I mean, is it almost a decade now or however many years it's been? Yeah. I think the reason that game still carries on so well is because there are endless possibilities of what you can do in that game. Yep. And you can constantly go go into work or go meet up with some friends and be like, guess what I did yesterday? And they're like, well, I didn't go do that. I actually went around the casino. And like, there's basically you are writing your own Star Wars story. And so when they say this is the first true like open world game, I hope by that that they are referring to the sense of like, you are going to be the one that like paths out your storyline in this. Um, and it's not one of those where it's like open world, like Jedi, where it's, you know, sure. It's an open world game where you can run around with Cal Kestis, but at the end of the day, he's a good guy. He's going to do this. And none of your actions are going to change what his fate is going to be and where yeah. the game is going to go ultimately. Cause I think in terms of like playability and getting people, getting this game to last a long time, it's going to be like, what, what creativity do you give the player? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, because it's happening during this time period, it's just like you are in a very established timeline uh, because you've got Hansel and Carbonite. So it's like, okay, we know what happens to Han eventually. And we know what happens to Jabba eventually. So adding those aspects into it was also the fear of Star Wars The Clone Wars, where it was just like, hey, you are dealing with characters that have been established and we know where their journey ends. So I'm glad that we're dealing with uh, with characters in this game that really don't have major ties to the Skywalker saga. And that opens up the possibility of them showing up in other projects and future games. Just like Cal Kestis, he does not have um, any major ties with the Skywalker saga. And that's a thing that I love about these games going forward because then we don't have to, you know, kind of question of like, 
why wasn't this character in uh in return of the jedi wasn't like how 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 come this didn't go out the way that i'm thinking it is so i want that that aspect that we got in the knights of the old republic game of where the choices that you make uh have different outcomes so it's not the same game every time you play it and i and that's something that i loved about red dead redemption that's something i loved about gta and those are big open world games. So the fact that they are labeling this, um, the quotations, the first open world Star Wars game is a big deal because it opens up the opportunities of having different endings and uh, and and the decisions that you make will, will change the game entirely. So every time you play, it won't be the same. And that's the main thing that I want out of this game. Yeah, like Josh said earlier, I think by labeling it the first open world Star Wars video game, you've set the bar of expectation pretty high up there. Pretty high, yeah. And it's very clear that in their marketing, they were there there was a lot of purpose behind making sure that in the description of the cinematic trailer, it said, you know, they, they worded that very purposefully. So I think that, you know, they have set that bar high for a reason. I hope that they know why they did that and hopefully you know, they can turn out a pretty good game out of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like tomorrow is when they will drop the actual gameplay trailer and we'll definitely do a, uh, a breakdown for that because that actually might um, make a lot of people's decisions real. If they are going to buy this game or if they're just going to kind of sit back and, and watch different uh, clips on YouTube. Uh, so it's, uh how do we feel like the gameplay trailer will go tomorrow? That's one of those things I don't want to think about really because like that's I, I, you are super likely to get your hopes up for something that won't happen. Especially if you think about gameplay. I mean, every time you're given just a little bit of nuggets like this, I'm really only trying from this trailer. I'm only trying to look at the game's atmosphere. That's it. That's like, if I feel like if I look into anything else, I'm setting myself up for disappointment uh and there's really that for me there's no reason to do that it's like when people look at teaser trailers and they get all these crazy theories and the movie comes out and they're just like eh, that didn't yeah. go like my theory because they got in love with their theory and uh yeah so i'm trying to avoid thinking about that yeah jack how about you well i think i have the unique perspective of of the three of us i probably care the least about the star wars aspect and the most <laughs> about the gameplay aspect of it okay okay um, not not that i don't again i love star wars and i'm all for anytime that i hear star wars video game is in the works i am like a thousand percent on board um but for me i think we've had a major drought in like AAA games and there just has not been like a lot of big name titles come out that i'm excited to play and i think a lot of the ones like the cyberpunks and you know those types of games have come out and they sort of have been duds. I mean, they've, they've released and then people will talk about it the day of launch and then kind of nothing. I even am a little bit surprised with the Hogwarts Legacy game, how that had such hype to it coming out. Yeah. And then it's just like, it fell quiet. Like no one yeah. talks about it. No one cares about it anymore. And again, that's like, I think the longevity of a game, it really gets told in those first couple, I'd say the first month to two months that it's released. It really tells you if it's going to be a game that's going to last a long time or, or not. And so for me, I am looking forward to the gameplay trailer. I think that, well, there's what I want and what I think I'm going to get. I think I'm going to get pretty much seeing that it's done by the same studio that did the division games. 
I think it's going to be very similar to that. Again, okay. the gameplay trailers for those were very cinematic based and they tried to almost kind of hide the actual, like the gameplay and like the functionality and the combat of the game. Yeah. Because a lot of times that's not the game's strong suit. And so you can tell that they're trying to mask it with fun characters and cool set pieces. And, you know, they're trying to hide the, the weaknesses of the game and just show you the cool story elements rather than like the actual combat mechanics of the game. Yeah. So I would say I'm expecting the trailer tomorrow to be still very short, very heavily story based and probably incorporate a lot of fun cameos and fun set pieces. Like I, I think it's, yeah. it's probably going to be trying to build, especially this early on. I think their main concern is we want to build up the hype for it and get people into it. And they probably don't want to scare people away by showing them exactly what the game is yet. Um, and there's a good chance if it's coming out in 2024, I'm sure the game is going to take a lot of different forms before it actually is released. And yeah. the worst thing you can do early on is show someone something. Cause if people don't like it, you're going to lose them immediately and then they won't come back to it. So I think for them, they're probably going to err on the safe side and they're, they're probably not going to show anything too in depth. It's probably going to be pretty, pretty straightforward. What you would expect from a game that is a year out from its release. Right. Because that's the other thing is we know it's coming out next year. We just don't know when. So I am nervous but excited at the same time because again the game pay, the gameplay trailer um, can be very different from the actual like show trailer of what we got. So I'm I'm nervous but I'm excited at the same time. Uh, yeah, that is really everything for the trailer. We won't know much more until tomorrow. Uh, before we say goodbye. We just want to say thank you to everyone on our Patreon. We would not be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much for being on there. You can uh, you can go and subscribe to our Patreon uh, on patreon.com at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. You can also find us on Instagram uh, at, at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We have a bunch of facts and everything. Uh, right now we're in the month of Indiana Jones. So it's like a mixture of Star Wars facts and Indiana Jones facts. Uh, and then if you go on Which a YouTube never a channel, bad thing. no, never, never, especially with me, uh, Twitter, <laughs> uh, uh, Twitter at stuff pod. We're also on TikTok. search star Wars stuff podcast. We also have an email star Wars stuff podcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook, star Wars stuff group and star Wars stuff podcast page. Uh, please go on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Please give us your, your reviews, honest reviews. We love hearing your feedback. Uh, and we also have our own website, StarWarsStuffPodcast.com. We have a bunch of different articles on there. We're also on Twitch, uh, Star Wars Stuff Gaming, and you can find Josh over at Clonin, over at Clonin Around, uh, Clonin underscore Around, and Jack. Where can the great people find you at? Well, on the off chance I'm actually on my social media account, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm on there, uh, but that's about it. So. Oh, cool. Knows, so he like doesn't have, this, a, uh, have a username, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, but if this takes off, maybe I'll have to get a username. So that could hey. be fun. If it takes off, I'll leave it up to the viewers in the chat. They can give okay. us some ideas for a All good right. uh, Star Wars pun uh, username that I can use. Boom. Well, there you go. Well, again, thank you so much, Josh, for being on. And Jack, this is your debut. You did great. Uh, it's sad that we didn't have enough. Of course, sad we didn't have enough time to talk about uh, Max Rebo, but it's totally fine. It's okay. Um, with that being said, may the force be with you. 
always.